What is up, everybody? Welcome to the 100th episode of Rebunk News. What in the world is going on? How did we do this? How did this happen? It's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, 100 freaking episodes. Now, to be fair, I've actually done more than 100 episodes. I've done a few like solo streams and a few just like random, just hopping on to talk with the people sort of things. You know, if I'm bored, I don't mind hopping on here. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's fun. This is fun. It's a fun thing that we all get to do here. But, uh, you know, I generally just have like the interviews marked, you know, numerically, like episode one, episode two. So, you know, uh, but tonight I felt like doing a, a super special episode where it's just like, I want to invite you guys to join the show. So if you look in the episode description, there is a link. If you're watching on Rockfin, if you're watching on like, uh, believe it or not, there are some people that watch on Twitter because it's streaming on Twitter right now or Twitch. Sometimes I get like a random lost wandering person just uh, wandering through all of the uh, uh, people that look like anime characters on Twitch. Uh, they somehow stumble across my show and sometimes they're in the Twitch channel. And I don't know how they end up here, you know, bless their little hearts. But, uh, you know. Or uh, where else? D Live, uh, yeah, Rumble. Got some people on Rumble, but yeah, even if you're watching on Rumble, there is a link in the episode description. It says Streamyard, Streamyard link. Click that. It's going to open up a web browser, and it's going to have you do your camera and microphone settings, and then you'll be in the in the meeting here. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, even if nobody shows up, I don't care. Whatever. I did bring some material for you folks, so it's not like I'm just going to be jibber jabbering away here. Um, you know, I see some people watching on Rockfin. I see you. It says currently watching. I, I know there's some of you watching, so feel free to hop in, join the party. Ryan, Ryan's in the chat says, congrats on the hundredth episode. Well, thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. And you've been a big part of the show, you know, big shout out to Ryan. He's got his own show going called the independent review. Ryan, I'm sorry. I forget the, the drop the link in the show, drop the link in the show right there. Look, the whole big frog crew is in the house. we got Amanda in the house too. Amanda, Ryan, you guys. Click the StreamYard link in the episode description. Hop on, hang out. You guys are more than welcome. Everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome tonight. If you're catching the replay of this, you know, somewhere down the line, you know, I just want to express my immense gratitude to everybody that's been on this journey with me, you know. It's been a trip, man. It's been a real trip. You know, as many of you know, I used to do a show called Truthzilla, the Truthzilla podcast. You know, that was my first dabble at podcasting. I had no idea what I was doing. Literally, when that show started, it's really funny. Actually, that might be fun to do. We'll do that. We'll, we'll pull up the very first podcast I ever did. You guys want to see the very first po podcast I ever did? This will be hilarious. This will be fun. Um, you know, I got a lot of love and respect for Megan and Ed, who were on that journey with me. Unfortunately, that show ran its course, and, like, you know, we had different visions about what we wanted for the show, and I decided to leave the show. You know, it was my decision to leave that show. And I, I left them with everything, you know, uh, hoping they would keep the show going. But it just, you know, I don't know. It's sad, man. It's sad that that show kind of died on the vine. But I do have a lot of love for them and respect for them. You know, we did some amazing things uh, over the course of the couple of years that we uh, that we did that show. But ultimately, you know, it was in, it was 
you know, sometimes we got to do things in life where it's like the best move for ourselves. You know, it may appear selfish or whatever at the time, but it's like we have to do what's best for ourselves in a lot of cases, you know, and that sometimes it may hurt other people. It may hurt things, you know, but uh, ultimately the, I made the decision to leave because I just I wanted to go at a pace that just wasn't reciprocated by everybody involved with that project. I wanted to go, 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 go. And maybe that's a character defect of mine. I don't know, you know, but uh, that's how it's been with this show is it's given me full license and full ability to run my own ship and run my own thing. And uh, hey, there's Colleen. Colleen, come on. Colleen's been on the show. Colleen has been like on this podcast journey with me since day one. And uh, so, yeah, I appreciate you, Colleen. You, you rock too. You've been a huge supporter and a huge just mor moral support too. Colleen's always given me intel and she's had a, she's got a very interesting story herself. She's <laughs> seen some very, very interesting things. And so she's always sharing her perspective with me. Dude, we were just chatting right before this too. Um, you know, she's, she's got some serious gravy. You guys want to see this? This is fun. I'm not going to, it's not going to be a whole like thing all episode where I'm just like, but it'll be a little reminiscing. Let's see this. Let's see this. This is hilarious. Okay. Share tab audio. We'll see if we can get this to work here. So you guys want to see this? You're going to love this. This is the very first episode I ever did. So this is the Truthzilla podcast. Episode one, Tower 7, How We Woke Up. This is just in Ed's kitchen. Let me see if this will work here. I don't know how well it's going to stream, but uh, uh, let's see. This will be fun. Oh, we got Mark R. Johnson in the waiting room. Okay, I got our first participant joining. This is my boy Mark out in Oregon. But let's let's watch a few minutes of uh combination of a lot of there we go, you know, angst and a lot of conversations amongst ourselves. Like, dude, what the fuck is going on, dude? Like, this makes no sense to me, dude. Like, so this is it. We're just gonna do it. We don't even care. You know, take her to leave it, folks. Take Planting it. seeds of truth. Planting, Planting seeds, seeds of truth. Of truth. Yep. Let them sprout. Yep. So take her to leave it. Wake up, Greg. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, what happened? You see that? I, I got my tinfoil <laughs> hat. Which is what we almost thought we to call the podcast. And so, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I think we would be, uh, it would be appropriate to kind of introduce ourselves a little bit. Um, Ed, what brought you to seeking the truth and uh, wanting to bring the truth, dude? All right. Well, I'm Ed, and, you know, uh, it's been kind of a long story what brought me to this point, I would say. Let's see. See, we got all the books. Flat right here. Oh, yeah. I feel like you guys probably need to make me that shirt. I feel like that needs to happen. Those are people. Although, I stole that saying from uh, Sam Tripoli. That's kind of Sam Tripoli. Mark, I see you in the waiting room. I'll bring it in. Dude. Okay. All right, everybody. Welcome to Truthzilla, episode hello. number one. Say hello, folks. Hello, folks. Hello, there it is. Folks. Hello, folks. All right. Um, with us today, well, my name's Scott, and with us today we got Ed, ah, Megan. Hello. Um, this is a trip, man. Like this has kind of been a long time in the works. We've been talking about doing this for a minute, and uh, the thing about Truthzilla is you need a lizard besides a Godzilla to defeat the other lizard people, man. And and the truth is the only way to bring it, dude. You know, the Truthzilla is here to bring the truth, man. I'm I'm, I'm just like. It's kind of crazy, man, that we're here doing this. Like, like I just, um, we're sitting here with a bunch of microphones and uh, all these thoughts in our head. And it's just like, we're just ready to put it out there, dude. And this is just the culmination of a lot of 
you know, angst and a lot of conversations amongst ourselves. Like, dude, what the fuck is going on, dude? Like, this makes no sense to me, dude. Okay, so there you go. There you go. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Check it out. See, I got my tinfoil hat, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. See, I still rocking the tinfoil hat, man. I still got it here on the shelf. It's been my Halloween costume the last two years, actually. I've worn the tinfoil hat, and I've dressed up like a conspiracy theorist the last two years. So there you go. So when I did that episode, I remember very much just being like, we don't know what's going on. We just bought some microphones at Guitar Center, and we're like, I mean, okay, we'll see what happens. And, you know, uh, Truthzilla lasted 120 episodes. We did 120 episodes. And, uh, you know, so this is the second podcast now that I've been able to get to 100 episodes. And that's insane. I know that the, uh, I know, hey, Colleen, if you missed the, the Truthzilla theme song, it's, uh, you guys, you guys don't know this. So, well, I mean, some of you guys know this. I was in a band called uh, uh, Hot Piranha out in Oregon. Ah, oh, damn. Mark left. I'm sorry, dude. Hold on. Let me just voice text him. Mark, I saw you there. I was going to bring you in in a sec. You should jump back in. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so I, uh, the band I was in called hot piranha. That song is called the tower. Colleen, go check it out. It's like, it's one of my favorite songs. I still listen to it all the time. The tower is one of the best songs ever. And, uh, I do all the guitar solos in that song. So check it out. Uh, hot piranha, the tower it's on YouTube. It's on, um, it's on Spotify. It's on all the, all, all the songs. So if you want the full version, I highly suggest everybody goes and listens to the full version. And in fact, uh, Hot Piranha just came out with a brand new album. Um, it's called uh, Running in the Dark, I think. And it's really good. I'm not on there. They kind of changed their flavor a little bit. But that song is called The Tower by Hot Piranha. Very, very good song. Epic, epic, epic song. So yeah, man. So it's it's crazy. I, I So the statistic I've heard is that... Uh, generally the average podcast lasts seven episodes. So most people tap out after seven episodes. So, you know, just thinking about, you know, bringing two different shows to a hundred episodes is crazy, you know? So anyway, here's to a hundred more. Here's to a hundred more. And here's to many more years of this, you know, I got all these other shows going on. We got pirate stream. We got the unjected show. And if you guys notice in my episode descriptions, I always use three digits, like episode number 001, episode number 002. I do that intentionally, and I did that intentionally from day one. From day one, I was always like, did I do it from day one? Yeah, see? Look at this. I told you. Oh, there's Mark. Hold on. Let me just bring Mark in. Oh, oh, oh hold on, hold on. Hey, what's up, Mark? Oh, good. You, you, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now, dude. I was uh, I was uh, dilly dallying, bringing you in. I was just gonna finish one. Uh, point well, I, hold, hold I on. was trying to adjust. Uh, okay, setting. Gotcha. No, I got you loud and clear. Hold on, just say I was just gonna finish this point. I was gonna show the folks. See, see in the episode description of this one, episode number zero zero one. Even from day one, I was manifesting bringing a show into the triple digits, right? And so I knew. I knew like, you know, if I, if I just put that intention out there from day one, see that pound number zero zero one that I'd get, get to a hundred episodes. And that was the intention. And so now we brought two shows to a hundred episodes. So we're not playing around. We're not going anywhere. And I'm really grateful that you guys are, uh, are here with me. So, uh, so this is my buddy, Mark Johnson out in Oregon, Mark, what's cracking dude. Well, I was, uh, actually, uh, my buddy Rob and I were out uh, picking up, gun stuff and great 
I knew your hundredth show was right today or around the corner. So I looked. Yeah. I was like, oh, gotta rush in there. Yeah. But I was signing my buddy Rob up for Unjected. Nice. I love it. That's what's up, man. So that's what's up. That's where all the cool kids are, I'm telling you. I guess we just can't figure out the gender options. I mean, I guess so. I mean, I guess so. Uh, you want to elaborate on that? Or, like, I mean. Oh, well, I was messaging. Well, it's just we go on there and Rob's signing up. And uh, and I hadn't signed up because I was going, well, I'm not dating, you yeah. know. Yeah. Even though I guess it, from what he was reading, you know, they've got other stuff like go make connections or whatever. Yeah. But I just heard it pitched as a dating site. Yeah. So that's why I was telling him because he was having all the usual problems on, you know, the other type dating sites. And uh, so, but when we got to that, the, the options were man, woman, or LGBTQ plus whatever the alphabet club they put yeah and uh so rob's like well what exactly does this how are we supposed to read this because rob you know of course would check and i would both check man yeah. you know but he's straight yeah and yeah so we're like okay lgbtq like who's that supposed to mean exactly what <laughs> you know yeah and, i mean i course, mean i guess what i would assume is I mean, I guess I don't know. I guess it is a good question. Like, you'd be probably if you're if it's gender. I guess the LGBT would be under what you're looking for if you're looking for I guess next type I mean, of thing. But if you're if you're gender, like LGBT isn't really a gender thing. Well, yeah, and and honestly, I mean, you know, my objections to the whole acronym thing, yeah. the Alphabet Club, because yeah. all those groups don't really share much in common other than they tried to shove us all into some Marxist political movement. Yeah. It's about all it is. Yeah. There was a great comedian the other night who said exactly my horrific line about how don't believe that gay men understand transgenderism at all because we can't fathom anybody who wants to cut off their dick. No. And so, yeah. So, is that the comedian that had that joke on the stand up routine the other night? Yeah. I, well, I mean, I mean the joke writes itself. I mean, it's like, you know, that's the thing that they talk about. It's like, uh, like 50% or what? 40% of like transgenders ended up, end up committing suicide. Right. Or something right. like that. Yeah. Some, some crazy number. And, and they always, they always say that, Oh, it's because of the, the hate and the bigotry. And it's right. like, dude, if, if you're told your whole life that you're different and uh, you know, or you, or, you know, we all go through that phase and we all probably are all still in that phase where we maybe feel like we don't belong in the world or where's, where do we belong in the world or what's going on? Or maybe I had a bad day or people don't like me. And then all of a sudden we're told, like uh, we see our friends that identify as something different and they're getting all this attention and being told that they're brave and beautiful. It's like, well, I'm I want to be brave and beautiful. And then, and then you, you're told like, Oh, if you just like uh, do some like sort of genital reassignment and, and you cut yeah. your dick off, it's going to make all your problems go away. And then you go through with that. And then you realize that life still sucks or life is still challenging. And now you don't have a dick. Right. Oh my exactly. God. What, what would be worse? I would life. kill myself too. I would too. I mean, I wouldn't even contemplate. Yeah. I mean, you know, I it's don't know good. most man who would. It's a fucking tragedy, man. 
It's so have sad. you had on? I cannot remember. Have you had on anybody that that uh, has quote detransitioned? No, I I just oh, kind of steer clear. I steer clear of the whole thing, honestly. Like, oh no, no, no. This there are a couple people out there that are have, speaker dupe have done podcasts, and it is absolutely fascinating to yeah. hear them tell how they got basically sucked into this. Yeah, and. A lot of the people, oh, and it's a medical scam too. Oh yeah, big medical scam. Yep, yep. It's oh yeah, pretty, pretty. No, it's, it's, I know you know you don't like the I don't like the issue either. You know, except that the the I have heard a couple of people that have gone through to talk about it, and it really is fascinating, especially from the psyop standpoint. Yeah, and, and the medical scam. Yeah, you know it's really funny. Like in my Telegram channel, like I I don't. I, I literally like made a post like half jokingly and I'm like, uh, all right, here's the community guidelines. I actually put out some community guidelines. They're half tongue in cheek, but they're also, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You saw oh, you told yeah, me yeah, this. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I was like, I don't want all your little memes with all the tranny shit and all like this, like, Oh, look at the tranny. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't want that in here or all the trend. Like do not post pictures of like, like transgender kids. Like I, first of all, I just don't want that in here. And second of all, like, it's like, they are like the, 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 you know what they you know just whatever i'll just refer to them as they you know what i mean they like to be called they them anyway so it's they right. right they they are laughing at us because they're like isn't it funny how like these conservatives like half of their memory on their phone is like pictures of trannies and hunter biden's dick and all this stuff like they're laughing at us because of that you know what i mean it's like i so, mean i don't know i don't seem to have a lot of that but i mean it's like all the conservatives sharing all the memes with uh uh you know with like all the trans kids and hunter biden naked it's like you're oh you're a conservative but half your phone is naked men and trannies you know what i mean it's like, oh it's right, like, right, yeah, right right yeah right. Well, you know me i dump social media oh yeah oh we got big steve poiking in from am wake up slow news day and uh blunt force oh what is it wisdom blue wisdom wisdom blunt force wisdom in the house steve what's happening dude what's happening congratulations my thanks, friend dude. thanks i appreciate yeah. it man it's a trip i was I was thinking about this right before I came on. I'm almost positive that you're one of the handful of people that showed up when we were having our 300th episode party for Slow News Day. Oh, there and, you go. Like, heck yeah, dude. That's I, I got. I'm gonna say this one more time early. Uh, you are one of the people that I love watching succeed. So I'm, I'm uh -huh. very, very stoked to to see you hit this milestone. And, uh, let's go for many, many, many more. Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Sorry, you guys are stuck with me, man. I don't care. Love it or hate it. We're doing this thing, man. And so, yeah, and you too, man. Like, you've been a, like, once I saw your guys' setup and what you're doing and how you're able to do this thing full time, I'm like, that's what I want. Like, being in person, seeing your guys' setup, what you're doing, you know, I was like, that's it. Like, that, like, like I want to manifest whatever it is you're doing. And so, like, congratulations to you too, man. Like, it's so cool to see what you've built and what you're doing. And it's, it's cool, man. It's just, uh, yeah, you guys are just really in your stride right now. Like you guys are just, uh, doing the deal, man. It's so cool. Going to be fun. trying to, to take it to a, a stage here this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, would you possibly be interested in taking it to a stage in Nashville on June 3rd? Yeah. Okay. Let me, let me show you what we got going on. So this is, uh, I don't know. So Mark, dude, you guys, everyone, we're just hanging out. Mark, jump in whenever you want, but this is, uh, I've, I've talked about it a couple times on the show, but this is Courtney Turner and I are putting together this it's rebels for a cause. And this is a creative artists uniting for the sovereignty of everyone. It's June 2nd to June 4th. 
It's a little, it's the new Tennessee. It's going to be a fee, like an ongoing freedom festival. The I couldn't get the photos to work. I've been working on this website and I've just been having issues with it. An epic weekend of Liberty centered music, comedy lectures, live podcasts, aerial acrobatics, community building, and more. And it's at this ranch just outside of Nashville in Ashland city, uh, stone to Rosa ranch. There's a guy named John stone. Who's a, uh, who's a, uh, he's like a country music guy. He's got this huge ranch. They do stone to stone to stone, to stone, to which is like a big music festival there. It's like 126 acres. They got RV yeah. camping spots. Um, confirmed speakers, Alex Zek, Alex Zek is 100% confirmed. Uh, we got Jay Dyer, Ryan Christian, faithless town. Courtney Turner's going to be doing her aerial acrobatic show. Uh, we're going to be doing some live podcasting there. We've got some other, I don't want to announce it yet because we don't have any hard confirms yet, but we've got some uh, very epic household name folks uh, that we're in discussions with to bring them out as well. So we're very excited about this. It's going to be a big deal. So heck yeah. We'd love to awesome. add, love to add you to the list. <clears throat> so just let me know. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I'd love to have you on the list there. So yeah, no, I had, I had a couple of, a couple of comedian buddies out here that have been yes. trying to like nudge me uh up on up on stage and i was like i'd rather do the show okay are you talking like doing stand-up yeah oh yeah. you got some material i i mean so here's the thing dude i hate doing pre-prepared material i really okay. do it's not it's not anything i find enjoyable and that's kind of what kept me from it all together but uh that I've I'm getting slowly talked into putting together like three and then five and then fifteen yeah. and Dude, shit like that. Well, you're just naturally hilarious. Like your 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 wit just comes off the cuff. Like there's no question about that. So I think the secret is because I've done a little bit of stand up too. I did a couple sets before, and and I noticed it's like you just and this is just something I do in my everyday life. If I come up with a funny premise, you just write it down, and I've just got like notebooks. Well, now it's all like on my digital notepad on my phone, but it's like you know, just hundreds of notes of just ideas, jokes, songs, just everything. You know what I mean? And so who knows? And it's fun to go back and review that. It's like, Oh shit. Yeah, that's great. And I've actually oh, implemented man. things. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't go to waste. It doesn't get lost in the ether. So I'm so uh, bad about that. I'm so bad about it. I, I just, never like rewatch anything. I, yeah. I don't even like to repeat material on the show. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I love having. I'm involved in like three shows so I can do the same joke on three different shows. It's awesome. I love <laughs> I'm with him. I'm, I'm give me an audience and just let me go off. That's the best material. Yeah, totally. Well, we got Courtney Turner in the house. The great Courtney, Yay, Turner. Courtney Turner. Hey, how are you? What's going on? Not too much. I just got home. Oh, cool. I was just telling these guys about the event. Steve was like, I'm looking to get up on a stage. And I'm like, well, do you want to get up on a stage June 3rd in Nashville, Tennessee? <laughs> yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Woo! We can yeah. add you to the list. Hey. Dude, let's, let's let's talk offline and we'll lock everything in. Yeah, but uh, we'd love to, love to have you there, dude. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, the and like the one thing Vegas really doesn't have is live podcasting on stage. Okay. Uh, and so we're trying to like find a way to squeeze that into a couple of different venues this year too. Well, the plan is to do some live podcast shows there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so you may pasta, extend the invitation to him as well, or maybe I'll For reach sure. out to him too. And you guys, the whole crew oh, yeah. could come out, dude. That'd be fun. 
So that'd be awesome. Yeah. 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 Courtney's very mysterious there in the dark. I was gonna yeah. say Courtney's yeah. coming to us from the witness relocation hallway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm home. I just don't have the lights on. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, that works. I this is a very last minute thing. Like I was actually working today. I was working today. I'm like, well, I got an episode tomorrow with somebody, and I was like, which is gonna be a great episode. And then I was just like, but I kind of want a hundred to be like special. I don't want it just to be a regular episode. So I felt that way too about my hundred. Yeah, that's really awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. It's crazy. Yeah. So I'm like, so I'm like, we're just gonna do it. I'm gonna. I, I'm just gonna invite the people on and see what happens. Yeah, I can't really realize it. That you decided to do it this way because I was when I realized it was going to be your hundredth episode, I was going to message you and be like, you know, you should just do like a massive call-in show. That's it. Yeah, that one you did before was really fun. Yeah, we've done a few. We've done a few that way, and then like you know, the Unjected show is kind of just that way as well, where we just I, we open it up, we put out the Streamyard link, and people come on via Streamyard and. Yeah, it's been great. Like last, uh, like Amanda was saying in the chat, uh, last Friday's episode of the Unjected Show was hilarious, dude. It was off the hook, dude. So, anyway, yeah, well, it's you know, it's just crazy, man. Like this time last year, I was still in Oregon. I was like, when I when I started this show, like, you know, it was kind of crazy. I left Truezilla, and I was like, man, what am I gonna do? Like, I I was just like gonna throw in the towel and just like stop podcasting. And I was like, what is going on, man? And like that week was like a very dark week. I was like, I, I realized like I don't have an identity outside of like that show. I was like, which was kind of like a crisis. I was in like a crisis moment, you know, I was like, I was like, what do I do? Like, I can't just, and then the thought of like starting over with like zero listeners was so crazy. I'm like, okay, no, but we're just going to do it. How long did you do Twitchilla? Uh, it was like a year and a half. I think it was about a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, but we we were able to do some pretty amazing things with that show, and I just I, I started the show off by talking about you know what that was you know what that was like, and you know I still got a lot of love and respect for the people I was involved with that project with, and it's just really sad the way it all kind of went down. But it's just like you know sometimes in life we have to just do what's best for us, even if that means you know whatever. I mean we all we've all been in that situation before. It's like you know this is not working for me and I got to do something different, you know, and it's, it sucks. It puts you out of this clammy hell hole over here. I think, yeah, I think it's Mac odd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, and so Mark, Mark's my buddy from Oregon out there. He's so Courtney, you know how I was telling you about how, like I was involved in putting on a freedom festival out in Oregon. Yeah. Mark, Mark is the guy whose property we, of a lot of, whoops. Mark is the one whose no, property we did a lot on. of conversations amongst so, ourselves. Uh, yeah, manifest is what we called it. Manifest. Oh, okay. Uh, and and so it was I was trying success. like hell to get up to that too. Yeah, I was. Yeah, and yeah. I think I was even like on the other side of the country the same weekend that went down. Wow. Yeah. 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 So it was a success. So we we did it. We did it. I was showing these guys too. Uh, even you guys... What's that? This one's going to be an even bigger success. Yeah, this one's going to be a much even bigger success. So you're not in showing... Oregon. Yeah, we're not in Oregon. So, Mark, dude, come on out to Nashville, dude. I, you know, I maybe I I wouldn't hurt my feelings to get out of here for a little while. Yeah, totally. Courtney, I was showing these guys right before you got here. I was pulling up the very first podcast I ever did. There we are. Oh my god, that's the very first podcast, episode one of Truezilla. I got my tinfoil hat on, ready to crush. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> 
before, before cool. the before the beard and everything, dude. Like it's just like I was a, a it weird how just a couple of years ago, like everybody yeah. looked like a freaking baby. I do it. I I yeah, see exactly that was that was June 2020. And uh no, no, Colleen, nobody got sick after the festival. Nobody got sick after the festival. She's what immune. Uh, yeah, dude, no. We burned it was funny. We burned an effigy of Kate Brown, the governor of Oregon. We built <laughs> we built this big effigy. It was like a it was like a a, a freaking um Bohemian Grove celebration. It we all had our my version of a burning man burn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was a burner until seventy-five percent of them it became obvious communists, and then the whole thing split. But I had to burn something. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody got sick after Colleen, who's one of my favorite people in the world. She's like, didn't everybody get sick in the fest after that festival? No. Thinking about it. Yeah, no. I don't think anybody got sick. Yeah, that's that's fake news, Colleen. I don't know where you got that information. I don't. I mean, I could be wrong, but as far as I know, nobody did. Yeah, I don't think so. We were all we were all worn out. It was a lot of work, and it was hot. I mean, hey, it's fifty five acres. You didn't have yeah. to stand right next to anybody. Yeah, yeah, dude, it was so epic. You know, it was one of my favorite times of my life, man. Are yeah. you guys saying the chem the chemtrails made us sick? Maybe she said maybe the chemtrails made us sick. I don't know. I don't remember that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm no, but. I think everyone came out unscathed as far as I remember. Far I want to, I want to, if we could yeah. quickly, Scott, explore this. I don't know if I have an identity outside of the work yeah. that I'm doing through the show thing. Yeah, man. So because was, I wonder how analogous that is throughout like the, you know, <clears throat> like kind of the the people that we we work with more or less every day. Yeah, no, I would love to expand on that because it was really interesting, you know, stepping away from that project that I just poured my little everything, dude. I was working on that show like that was all I did. Like that we didn't live stream the show, so we we edited. So I like edited every episode. And so I was spending a good 30, 40 hours a week on top of working a 40 hour week job just on that show and everything involved with it. You know what I mean? And like all of a sudden to have that vacuum of all that time. And and for like a couple of weeks there, I wasn't doing anything, but then, you know, just like my whole, like all of like the people, like, I don't know, that was like consumed my life in a good way. You know, it wasn't like bad, but then like, it's like, I'm no longer a part of this thing. You know, I felt like it had given me purpose and like, you know, I was just like, uh, you know, that's who I was like, who am I without like being able to network and reach out to these people and like have like, you know, this, this platform and all this stuff. And I was like, man, like I, to be honest, it's like, I, I identified like, I was like, dude, I got a channel on Infowars. I'm like, dude, it's cool, man. And now all of a sudden I don't like, I'm just a regular dude now. You know what I mean? I was just like, what the hell? It was crazy. And it was very, it was like the worst breakup you could imagine. It's like going through a breakup, but like the worst breakup you could imagine. And so like, how I much was like, different, how much different do you feel about it now that you're in Nashville and you have handyman skills and yeah. stuff like that? I mean, you know, like I said, making the decision to leave the show, it was, it was a shitty, it was a whole, the whole thing was just a really shitty thing. The way it went down and everything. And like, it was very, very hard at the time. 
but again, it's just, you know, in life, we sometimes have to make decisions that are what's best for ourselves. And sometimes it affects other people, but you know, we just have to tell ourselves, you know, they'll get over it. Like everyone will get over it. Everyone's going to live, like everyone's going to survive, but it's going to be tough. And it may be construed or viewed as selfish. And I, I, I probably was in some ways maybe, but you know, I ultimately like made the decision that it was what was best. I needed to be able to just like, yeah, do my own thing, I guess. I don't know. It was tough, man. So, but then, but then like, yeah, the existential crisis of like, you know, being so wrapped up in something and, you know, it's worse than like getting fired from a job, which happened. I've had, I've been fired. I got fired from two different jobs in Oregon as a drug and alcohol counselor. The first one was for sending a meme of Kate Recommending Brown. the wrong drugs and alcohol. Well, no, yeah, no, that's funny. That's funny. No, I was good, dude. I was good at what I did. That's for sure. But the first one, I was at an agency and uh, I sent via. Okay. Well, what happened was, well, the whole point being like, you know, it's different than getting fired from a job. You get fired from a job and sometimes that's your identity. You know what I mean? And so now it's like, oh, who am I without this job? This felt like several degrees more than that or like an, a relationship ending. Someone breaks up with you. And it's like, who am I outside of this relationship? You know, we've all kind of felt that before. But, you know, this like not being a part of Truthzilla anymore was like, who am I? Like, I don't even know who I am now. Like, I am lost in the world. It was crazy. It was a very weird, dark time. And so doing this show was like really in response to that really i'm like no i got to get right back in and in fact i was uh gonna do like a normie show i was gonna just do like a re recovery based show like just about recovery like just a normal youtube friendly show but Whoa. then but then yeah totally i was like dude i'm just gonna do a youtube friendly show but this was like you know the the shots had just no no, no this is 2022 this is last year so the shots had been pretty intense for a while and and uh I was like, no, I got to get right back in the ring. I got to just like get right back in it. I can't, I can't tap out now, you know? So anyway, but this is a funny story. I don't know if I told this on the show, but uh, the first job I got fired from, this would have been like 2021. I think it was before the shots came out. But I was working as a drug and alcohol counselor at this very liberal agency. And, uh, you know, uh, it was during Truthzilla and I was um, editing one of the shows and I made a meme of Kate Brown, the governor of Oregon. Uh, I made a meme of her with a Hitler mustache, right? And you know, this common thing you see all these memes of her with like like her face superimposed above Hitler's body, like giving one of his. I've speeches, done it myself. You know? Yes, I've we, made it myself. Yeah, yes, we've all, we've all made the Hitler Kate Brown comparison, of course, right? And so uh, I had a meme on my phone that I'd made, and I wanted to edit it into the video. I wanted to superimpose it into the video, and so I basically just pulled up my email on my phone and I emailed it to myself so that I could pull it up on my computer, you know? So I pulled it up on my computer. I put it in the freaking episode. Life goes on. A couple of days later, I get called into my boss's office. And apparently when I emailed it to myself, I just wasn't even thinking. I pulled up my Outlook, which is my work email. And I emailed it to myself via my work email. And I guess somehow that got intercepted somehow. And they, they asked me, why was I sending pictures of kate brown in a hitler mustache <laughs> and i was like oh no um <laughs> okay well and so i got fired no. over that i got fired over that that's, dude. that's creepy that's yeah. creepy how did they know that is real creepy that's real did creepy they actually tell you that that's the reason they fired yes you? that's 100 the reason they fired me yep yep and it's funny too because like in our little office like we were in like a, an outpatient building which was like you know across town from the main agency. So there was like three, there was four 
of us counselors that worked in this office and all four of us were just like, we would just rip on each other all the time. You know what I mean? Like we were just like bros, you know what I mean? We would send emails to each other. Like there would be memes. Like one of them would like get, make like a, find a photo of like an adult baby, you know, the adult babies, like a, a dude, like in a diaper, like a fat dude in a diaper or something, you know, it's like, like, a, like a, th that exists in the world. And then they'd like, they'd like put his face on the, the adult diaper guy and email just like riff ripping on each other. So we'd email each other, like photos of each other in adult diapers and stuff. And like, that was never a problem, but it was the Kate Brown and a Hitler mustache. That was the end you, of the world. You attacked dear leader. I know. Well, so Here. then, and so then, I was like thinking, like, okay, if I would have made a tr a, tr a meme a meme of Trump with a Hitler mustache, I probably would have got promoted, <laughs> you know. That's, yeah, and then, and then, and then the the, the second one was uh was I I always just say I got fired for not taking the shot, but it was a lot even more complicated than that. It was really funny because uh, what happened was. The, the agency put out an agency wide email said that we're going to be mandating the injections. And I was like, well, shit. So I reply, I, I, I sent out an agency wide email saying that, uh, well, if anybody wants any help with their medical or religious exemptions, you can come find me because I, you know, I've been looking into this stuff quite a bit. I've got a lot of resources. I've talked to a lot of experts about this. So if you have any questions or want any resources about it, come find me. And they kind of lost their shit about that. <laughs> and like they came at me and they said, actually, they never, ever personally reprimanded me or said anything to my face whatsoever. The only thing they did is they restricted my ability to send agency wide emails. Mm. And I, I knew that something was funny when I tried to send another one and I was not able to send out an agency wide email. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. And so, uh, what happened was then the executive director sent out another like COVID related nonsense email. And I figured, and I figured out a loophole around it where I just hit reply all. And then I just hit like the plus button and it like populated everybody's email address and it just populated everybody's email address in the agency. And so I sent out another one to everybody. And, um, and that really, they really lost their shit on that. And then I came in one day and I tried to log into my computer and, uh, and all of a sudden my login didn't work. And I was like, well, okay, that's cool. So I just started packing up my things, right? So I knew what was going on. And so the, the director came in and they were like, uh, they were like, maybe, so maybe I'm disingenuous by saying I got fired for not taking the shot. But it was like, you know, this was my opposition to the shot. That really is what drove me out, really. I guess I should I should clarify. It was too long of a story, you know, whatever. For, for being a little bastard in the office around the shot. I don't so, really think that that's like super misleading. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Within the shot. Yeah. Well, well, what happened? Was, oh, we got big Zach Brown in the house. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. What's up, dude? What's up, big man? What's up, man? I was just finishing up this story. I was just finishing up the story. So what happened was, is they said that they fired me for violating their technology policy. And I was like, okay, great. That's fantastic. You know, and I didn't, I couldn't even get a straight answer out of them as to what it was. And so I took them to, you know, cause I filed unemployment. They denied it. I appealed it. They denied it. So I had a hearing. I was in front of like this judge, like over the phone. It was just, over, it wasn't even over zoom. They didn't even have the balls to like look me in the eye. They just did it over the phone. Right. And, uh, I thought I had a really good case, but, uh, apparently not. And they said, uh, they went back through my, all of my records on my computer and they found that, uh, I had printed an Amazon shipping label like six months before for my work printer. And that's what they got me for. And I'm like, oh, 
What's you the law money. against that? I know. They're, well, they're like, I'm using company resources. Oh, you work for Amazon? No, dude. I work <laughs> for a fucking drug and alcohol company. Wouldn't ha wouldn't that have been like a write-up six yeah, months yeah, yeah. Yeah, ago yeah. when it happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But but yeah. so so roundabout ways, like my opposition to the shot is what brought the hammer and all the people's attention on me. And so that's what kind of what I, you know, that's long story short is I got fired for being a little bastard around the shot. But anyway, that's the full story. So anyway. And also sexually harassing all men and women. <laughs> yes. In office. Yes. I was being very flagrant. Yeah. With, uh, hassling and, people. and notice that he did pick and choose men and women because why? Progressive. Yes. Discerning. Was, well, and it's Oregon, so it's hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is very true. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah, there was there was a lot of that going on for sure. So you Oregon, know. Yeah, yeah, Steve, you're right. Oregon is the gray area. It's just the gray area for literally everything. Yeah. It's like everybody's loophole. Like it used to be Vegas, and then now they're like, yeah. I guess we'll just move to Oregon because you could literally do anything there as long as you're not a straight white man. You're fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can do anything, Seth. Use your own property. Uh, get a paper bag for free. Um, oh, yeah. Shall I go on? I mean, yeah. Mark, Mark's in hey, Oregon. Man, I did. I did yeah. twenty years in California. You're, 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 you're <laughs> in fact, it's California's fault in a lot of ways that Oregon oh, became yeah. the way it, it oh, did. Oh, we blame constantly. Yes, yes. I. We I call <laughs> I refer, I refer, I refer two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I refer to, I refer to Oregon as uh, California's vaccine injured little brother. There you go. I was just going to say that. Uh, that was just so like you, Portland. Yep. Yep. California yep. Yes. Has no reason to stay in California because their excuse was the weather. But now they're having really, really bad weather. So Ooh, I just want the state it's of cool. Jefferson 2.0. I saw pictures in Santa Monica. Yeah. It's snowing. Yeah, snowing? it was snowing in LA over the weekend yeah. for sure. Yeah. Does that ever happen? No. It's engineering is not a thing, so we don't have to worry about that. Okay, as long as they're oh, not no, geoengineering no. Well, anything. Right. That's that's why we have a tree from the seventies with Russia that. We won't use earthquake-causing weapons. Right, right. So that's why, because that doesn't exist, obviously. No, no, it doesn't. It, that's, just, that's just you being a conspiracy theorist. Even though they right. wrote about it, you know. And, and even though they rolled uh, a, a warship into uh, right off the coast of Turkey that has one of those harp things stuck on it, Right up right. front, about a week yeah. before that earthquake, and then evacuated nine separate Western embassies about a day before. Right. Yeah, I haven't looked too much into that that whole thing. Like that's crazy. Yeah, but it, but that that's just a really really crazy coincidence, like all yeah. the other coincidences that we see constantly. But yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Nothing At some point, it's you know not statistically improbable impossible that these things are coincidences you know yeah i'm just wondering did they make a movie about an earthquake in turkey before the before the i mean how many out? how many movies has their nightmare movies has there been about earthquakes though yeah i mean tons. you uh, know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying it seems uh, like now now their mo is to just make movies about things before they happen right? completely blatantly or now oh, it's like they, yeah they so, make so movies before they happen that's the predictive programming if yes. you're talking about white noise, man, I yeah. the that's two different movies entirely. Like yeah. there's just no intersection with Ohio. 
Yeah, well, it's, it's that part's crazy. But if you actually watch the movie, we did. Yeah, the train derailment has nothing to do with the other story that takes over the second half of the movie. I like, know. There's one little part where they sort of segue it, but well, it's two separate movies without it. There's the train derailment story and everything that happens to the town after that, that they never show you or talk about or tell you ever again. And then there's whatever the fuck's going on with the wife and her illness and all that crap. That's a totally different movie. So yeah. here's, but here's the very interesting <laughs> aspect. In the same exact place. <laughs> As a, yeah, it yeah. is. And and using background actors from the location itself. Yeah, that's very yeah. bizarre. Well, and of there's, course, there's that whole scene when he's like, so wait, is this real? I thought this was a simulation. He's like, no, it's a simulation. He's like, but is this really happening? Yes, it's really happening. But is it simulation? Yes, simulation. Oh, when they're like at that. the intake thing and they've got the little, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So what's, yeah. what's very interesting is if you actually look at, um, you know, movies in the past, three years they made a narrative about a uh, a person that actually pete Buttigieg was cheating on his partner with who was addicted to drugs it's called cocaine bear and <laughs> yes. uh and he was a hairy overweight gentleman who pete Buttigieg was having sex with who he was addicted to cocaine and it's cocaine bear i gotta These admit movies, i gotta keep well starring bert kreischer Dude, exactly. You just, I mean, yeah. you, you kind of like preface what I was going to say. I was going to say, like, I think, you know, this summer, if these predictive programming movies have any uh, validity, then we're going to be invaded by a group of cocaine addicted bears here. It's going to be like, or at least cocaine addicted, addicted children, movie? because I saw that yes. movie. I did. We went over the weekend and watched Cocaine Bear, and it's, it, it's, uh, uh, epic. epic. Is it worth watching? Look, if you get okay, I go the the last time I went to the movie theaters as a grown up with other grown ups to like watch a movie was sorry to bother you in 2018. Wow! So I don't regularly do this. So yeah. for the 1250 that I spent, yeah, it was totally worth it. Yeah, okay. because it's not I, something I that I normally do. Uh, and yeah. it was Ray Liotta's last movie. And if you like oh. death scenes, there's fantastic death scenes throughout the movie. And if you like gore, it's there. If you like comedy with your gore, it's also there. Like it's just you know. Steve, a, are you are you the type of guy who like kind of emulates the main character of a movie you like for like the next five days? Because <laughs> I do it. You I know, watch, maybe... I watch No Country for Old Men, and I was fucking. Uh, uh, the guy who was running from Javier Bardem. The, I was the last time I really like recall consciously being aware of doing that, I was I was in high school and it was uh, Val Kilmer's Doc Holiday. I I stayed being Doc Holiday for like a week. Yeah, yeah. I still do it. That's I have awesome. never done that, but as an actress, I have had like roles that I played where even after the role, uh, I'll have realize that i've like the character will show up yep mm. yep like I, I had one like i had one moment I, and I, I remember this so distinctly like i got dressed to go out in new york city and i put together an outfit and i looked in the mirror and it was so not me like at all and i realized it was the character that i was working on whoa like, like that she would totally have worn that like i totally wouldn't like my friends were like well, what are you wearing you know but but she totally would have worn that. It was very weird, kind of like a, you know, enmeshment. Kind of Interesting. That's yeah. like some Heath Ledger stuff there. 
Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not a method actor, but I definitely, that was definitely a method moment where I realized I had very much like incorporated the character subconsciously. Wow, that's cool. Hmm. You know, cool. I, I just have one thing to say about Heath Ledger and that thing. But if Jack Nicholson calls you and tells you not to do something, I mean, don't you think you ought to take that pretty seriously? Did that really happen? Did he tell him not to do it? Yes. yes. Jack oh. Nicholson called him and told him not to do it, that playing the Joker would fuck you up forever. Hmm. Whoa. I didn't know about that. Uh, apparently I, so. I was taking Jack's advice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. That's, that's a thing or two. That's a, that's a big but, but Jack Nicholson did Chinatown, so maybe that's why he knew. Yeah. And he's not Chinese. I mean, Jack, Jack <laughs> was disturbing movie. I mean, that was it was a phenomenal movie, but that was disturbing. Yeah, that movie was crazy. Yeah. Never seen it. Yeah, do I need to go back it's and watch this? Damn. I mean, it's hectic. It's a classic, and it, it's really well done. The acting, the directing, the everything. It's really phenomenal, but it's disturbing. It's dark. I, I watched Passion Passion of the Christ with my father and I acted like I was Jesus for a month. <laughs> <laughs> How did that go over for you? I mean it didn't change anything in my life. <laughs> I yeah. that's that's honestly probably gonna work out for you a little bit better than watching Passion of the Christ and thinking you're Mel Gibson for a month. Oh <laughs> yeah. uh, well that's you see that's the problem. I you know I was Jesus. I was Jesus. Oh, I wasn't even like Mel Gibson directing an actor to play Jesus. I was Jesus attempting to act like Mel Gibson. I was just leaving <laughs> voicemails. That's all I did. I said, "You're gonna fucking Jesus, though." Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Actually, I was like, "You're gonna fucking regret not." calling A couple of shitty. months ago, on my my YouTube playlist, the, the the Opie and Anthony episode where they played the Mel Gibson tapes and just went through them randomly popped up, and I had oh, completely wow. forgotten that whole arc of of yeah. just a little pop culture zeitgeist moment, and it was so freaking like hilarious and disturbing. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just I kind of I like glossed over it in real time when it was happening. So to revisit it like a decade or so later, just how out of pocket Didn't, and crazy. Uh, Hulk Hogan leave a message for his daughter or like someone mess left a oh, message yeah. for his daughter. Yeah. And he had some strong feelings as to what her untoward behavior uh, or what he perceived as untoward behavior. He had some strong opinions. Listen, great American men. <laughs> That's it. What are you going to do? Great American <laughs> men scream at their at women, I guess. Well, so so here's the thing. It this and, and, and this may be somewhat controversial to to bring to the table here, but it's possible that that great great American men have completely screwed up in their selection uh, mm. of women. And instead of giving people who are going to like, you know, be good partners for them to get whatever the fuck Mrs. Hogan was. Yeah. Or whatever the hell they threw at Mel Gibson, who, by the way, seems to just be like a, a Hollywood, like here you get to go be with this rich guy for a few years. And then here you get to go be with this rich guy for a few years. And that's just kind of like what their job is. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe they need a, a different, different kind of, you know who chose a good one? You know who chose a good one? Dog the Bounty Hunter. That woman <laughs> can Jeez, deadlift yeah. 833,000 pounds. Yeah. 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 Didn't yeah, she die? 
I don't want to. Talk I think. About I think that. he died. I think he dead. died. Did he die? Well, if they're both dead, then I, I, I do not retract my statement. <laughs> That's hilarious, <laughs> man. Yeah, I, I haven't definitely not seen him pop up in the cultural zeitgeist. Uh, at God, all is days, is he dead? If dog the bounty, if dog the bounty hunter is truly dead, and we didn't get to hear his opinion during the Trump era, boy, what a loss! <laughs> boy, what a loss! Uh, um let's, let's see. find out dog the bounty hunter no his right hand man died dog the bounty hunter so he's still alive and he's just staying out of politics life. oh no whatever he has said has been censored off the planet by now I oh he's got a know. dude he's got a new wife apparently they got divorced in 2019 well that's hold on let's look at this let's look at this i'm hold sad on, now yeah that's, that's yeah, she decided to deadlift a settlement yeah some alimony yep let's see here let's see here what do we got uh yeah so well let's see uh i gotta get my screen share game doing a little better here but um how about we do this and son of a bitch anyway so yeah um i'm sorry guys here we go share screen and dog the bounty hunter bam okay so we got beth chapman beth chapman oh, yes that's that's who i yes. that's M mrs dog mm. so he so he, look he's kind of he's he's been married to five oh, so he's quite a five. few oh okay all right Lissa Ray Bertan. Okay. Oh, looks like she went. Look, she she turned lesbian. It looks like. Yeah, it's weird because he he date like he he's married to very masculine women. Yeah, very true. Well, he's pretty. Which, I mean, I don't know. What that means he's probably gay. I was gonna say, man, dog has has the kind of like the kind of mullet and. Oh no, she died. Says, yeah, maybe I've sucked a dick. Beth did. Beth did. Beth. Beth did die in twenty nineteen. Yeah, so I listen. R.I.P. Beth Chapman. Yeah. Beautiful woman, I, strong yeah. shoulders, great traps. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing wrong with that. Look at that. Look at those biceps. You yeah, you're she's fucking telling me it's not a strong you know, woman. Historically, it is only since the the mid twentieth century. That that this waif-like woman has become the desired physique. Before that, you picked a woman who could work. Yeah. You know, you didn't want some waif out there on the farm. You can't do can't do anything. Yeah. Well, I don't want a woman who can knock my teeth out. Yeah. Well, I just keep your mouth shut then. Well, unless 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 of course, to be fair, you're you're starting a bounty hunting company. Then you know. True. And then, she has some value there. So there yeah. you go. You want you want <laughs> if you're if you're a bounty hunter guy and you want a bounty hunter girl, you want a woman who can suffocate a man to death with her thighs. Yeah. Oh, Just put yeah. her in a scissor lock and watch that fucking the the you know the, get the you a brain. broad that can lift up a car. Yes. <laughs> Not yes. to save a baby though. No, right. no, no, no. Just to oh, hold on yeah. to the bumper to prevent a quick getaway. Yeah. Oh, it's my boy Patrick. What's up, Patrick? Oh, he is. Patrick, you there? Oh, Patrick! Hi, Patrick. Patrick, he might be having audio issues, but anyway, Patrick, he's uh oh, he's got his shirt on and everything. Look at that! Look at that! He's represented, and he's uh the cameraman for all of the T Lav Man on the Street things that we do. Oh, nice! So this is my this is my cameraman here. So he's a he's a T Lav contributor. Patrick, Patrick, can you hear us? 
Patrick testing one, two. It's all right. That's all right. I, I, he's, he's, uh, I give him he's credit. Born, as a, mute. It's hey, okay. Are you hey. on mute? No, he's there. He's there. He's like, he's it's there. just my job to point yeah. the camera. I don't have to know any of this other tech stuff. Yeah. Log out, log back in, log out, log back in. Log out, log back in, dude. Don't we have an internal Patrick. chat that we can tell him? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah Patrick. Oh, wait, no, I'm typing into the – that's the public chat. Patrick, log out, log back in. There you go. Anyway. Yeah. Hop out. Yeah, there you go. You were quicker on it than me. There you go. So, yeah, dude, this is great. This is great. So all you guys – Colleen, Colleen, you have no excuse for not being in the chat with us right now. This is unbelievable. This is not she she's yeah. she's hilarious. She's got uh you know who'd be in the fucking chat with us right now if she could? Beth Chapman. That's Chapman. true. That's true. Definitely true. This this episode is dedicated to Beth Chapman. You <laughs> should do like a Tolay in the lo in loving memory of. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Somebody real quick. Yep, yep. For uh yep. Loving memory. Beth Chapman, good woman. She would eat breakfast, she put hot sauce in her oatmeal. That's what I heard. <laughs> Were you trying so, to say you don't? So, so is this what makes someone a good woman if they put sauce in their onion? Uh, for no. me, for me, for me, it, it is. If she if she puts a, sriracha, if she puts sriracha, oh, okay. Listen, her, it's a, it's she, a yeah. calc match made in heaven. It's a calc. That's hilarious. Did you put, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, you know, sir, sriracha in the oatmeal isn't necessarily the defining factor of a good woman, but hot sauce in the oatmeal. <laughs> Can deadlift 862 million pounds. Yeah. Has snapped. 862 million. Yeah. on the bar. Listen, I'm looking to have sex with Atlas. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you what, man. If a if a lady. this practically. Like, how does that actually fit on a bar? Have you ever deadlifted before? Like, how does that work? Yeah. Well, listen. You know what? You clearly don't know what dark matter is. I put it all on there. <laughs> they literally use dark matter. Dude, that's great. Antimatter. Antimatter. Antimatter is heavier than yeah, dark matter. Exactly. I can... If it's antimatter, wouldn't it cancel out? And then it's really like zero pounds. I. I am mentally retarded. So. Oh, questions. sorry. Sorry. Got it. Patrick, can you hear us? Patrick, can you hear us? I feel like I'm hearing him. Patrick. Okay. He's, he's having issues. Okay. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I'd say he's, he's my producer. I, I say I gave him credit as a producer, but he can't figure out audio apparently. So. He's, oh. not your tech guy. <laughs> he's, not, he's my, he's literally my tech guy. Dude, so there you, you go. <laughs> he's, beat up, he's beat up about Beth. Leave him alone. He's a good, he's right. a good man. He did, he's just I finding out. Great if he was your tech guy. <laughs> he is my tech guy. He's literally my tech guy. Oh my God. <laughs> But he'll he'll have fun listening to this later. That's hilarious. Oh, if if you're and not, you know what like, you know what's even funnier is that's what he does professionally too. He's an IT guy professionally. <laughs> <laughs> not to put him on blast. Patrick, not to put just him on go blast. into your computer's audio settings, <laughs> yeah. select yeah. whatever you need to select for Streamyard, and then yeah. go back out and then open up Streamyard and yeah, make yeah. sure everything right, lines right, up. But, and... but Steve, have you met Patrick? <laughs> uh no. yeah briefly on the shit not in real life but but he he popped in oh yeah uh, he was with me on that night when we were when we hopped on with you christmas that christmas stream or yeah, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i've spent two weekends with patrick and i can i can tell you this this seems perfect it checks out i this i like it yeah it checks out that's awesome no no patrick <laughs> dude he's a super good dude man. i love that 
Yeah, I love him. Fun. I love him right. to death. We're just breaking I, balls. It's just kind of funny because breaking not. breaking yeah. balls. I just here. I think it, it's uh, showing an awful lot of character for you, Scott. That you'll hire the retarded. That's, that's I know, that's dude. Big of you. I know. Yeah. He's definitely a diversity hire. Equity. Yes, yes, yes. It's uh, a get. We, with, uh, we had two retards in the chat. Yes, yes, we do. We do. We have, I mean, we're all kind of retarded. We're all kind How of did she know about me? Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny because, like, Courtney, it's it's hard to tell who you're referring to as the second one. Like, I, I, I feel yeah, like who's the second retard? I, I, I feel like everybody all of us. Thinks, everybody thinks yeah, everybody, they're the second retard. Everybody thinks they're the second retard. That's the funny. You better thing. not be talking about Beth, Chad. <laughs> <You better, laughs> yeah. Oh, no, everybody, if, if anybody who's seen with me is assumed to be my caregiver, generally. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. So she died. Beth Chapman died of throat cancer. I don't know. Good <laughs> woman. Yeah, she's a good woman. A lot of cigars or what? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, did you look at the face? I can't imagine she smoked less than a pack a day. <laughs> yeah, same with same with with dog. Dog. I would like imagine like... that dog shoots melanoma out of his penis too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. He just shoots carcinogenic toxins yeah. into every woman he has sex uh, with. Yeah. Oof. God, uh, <laughs> she's, she's filled with carcinogens. Uh, like, release a neurotoxin, and they create toxoplasmosa. Yeah, yeah. Cats? Is this to cats? Is that what you said? Yeah, cats. Yeah. Yes, Zach. Do you know about this? No, I don't. Please don't tell know, me. I have two you, of them. You don't know about crazy cat? <laughs> crazy cat well, lady. Everything. It's it's called crazy cat lady <laughs> syndrome, and basically, yes. Cats release some sort of like pheromone. It's, well, it's like basically a brain worm. You it's, know what? It's, it's, I actually it's, did hear about this. Yeah, it's, yeah. Bas it's basically it makes people like more like impulsive, less likely to to think through things before they do them. Yeah, I've heard about this. Well, yeah. what it is, well, what it is more so is it's like um, it's it's like a how do you say it? like a, an evolutionary genetic trait that they have. It's kind of a parasitic thing where they insert some parasite into their perceived owner that makes them more affectionate towards the cat. It's like a survival mechanism. So, so if you, if you mm. have the toxoplasmosis, it makes you more affectionate to them. It's basically like a, uh, something that, you know, like an aphrodisiac. It's like an aphrodisiac. It makes you more drawn to them. Interesting. Yeah. Toxoplasmosis. Yeah. You know, I think, I think the down syndrome do that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. God's little angels. Yeah. 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 No, like there is. You know what it, yeah. you know what it, you, you know what it is too? I, Cause dogs give you reciprocal energy that make you love them so much because you show them love and they show you 10 times more. They're like, like you come home. They're like, what, bro. They're like, yeah. you, they're like, what are you doing? Cause I'll tell you what I'm doing right fucking now. And then you tell me what you're doing. And then we're going to fucking see if we align right now. Yeah. You come home and, and the cat looks at you and goes, Ugh. yeah, it's like, it's just, they look at you and they go, really? How much money did you make today? Huh? <laughs> did you call your father? Did you call your father? Did you work that thing out? Oh God. Yeah. You'll never just... be able to afford a fucking Gucci bag for me. Get the fuck. It's like a, it's a very, you know what it is? It's, it's, it's cats are very much like a, like the stereotypical materialistic woman, like toward a man, 
right? Where they're like, oh, I only care about, you know, the, you know, I, I don't care about your affection or your love. It's like a Russian woman. Cats are Russian women. They, <laughs> they, they're very cold and they have beautiful eyes and they, their father's they, in the mob. Their father yeah. is in the, well, yeah, well, they're in some type of mob. They're in a pack and, yeah. uh, they judge you very much on what you can provide them. Well, I had a buddy tell me once that the difference between cats and dogs are, are you do the exact same things for them. You know, you feed them, you hang out with them, you care for them, all that kind of stuff. And the dog looks at you and goes, you must be God. And the cat looks at you and goes, I must be God. Yeah. You have a cockatoo? Yeah. So I just have the one, but it's fantastic from what I've been told. True, true, true. Horns yeah, down. Yep, yep, yep. Roll tide. So Mark has all kinds of uh, rare and exotic animals. Right, a co- you have a cockatoo. Oh yeah, we have a cockatoo. We call her the White Devil. <laughs> Good. Like, yeah. What about like uh, oh, what about a nightmare? How's the chinchilla traffic? How's your chinchilla trafficking operation going? Well, right, we're we're now in the midst of uh, doing the new facility at my wow. place. Yeah. Yeah. So, Are you like a Joe Exotic type of guy? <laughs> he is kind of a Joe Exotic. You know, I, uh, let me tell you, I don't see it that way. But when that uh, Tiger King thing came out, in uh, whenever it did, uh, I think it was some crazy beginning of uh, the scamdemic, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the big distraction to keep us okay with being but, locked in our houses. I never watched it. To this day, haven't watched it. I was getting calls from people telling me. Johnson, this it's just like you. You got to watch this show. And I saw a couple pictures, and I was like, "Screw you." <laughs> I mean, there's some there's some overlap. I can see that. Is it well? Listen, if anything, I'm getting. If anything, I'm getting Dwight Schrute vibes. Yeah, I was gonna say, Jesus, you get a beat farm for Christ. Yeah. Um, do you now? Let me ask you something. You 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 have you. Uh, you know, more, I wouldn't say exotic, but you have more, you have unique animals as pets. Do you also have an overweight ex-wife? No. Okay. okay then she's not going to try to kill you and no, you're good. No. Yeah. No. You're all that, clear. Right. That's where I, I just, thought oh, this is a departure. And, and yeah. I actually, I'm not just some crazy hoarder. I actually breed chinchillas. I show them. I have very rare, uh, the rarest actually breed of them. So it's it's not some crazy collect everything you can find thing. Right. It's not for it's not for like a profit type of thing. Well, I mean, if I can make a profit, great. But you know, it's not that. That's not like my primary income or something. It's it's like most of my hobbies. I figure, Daddy always said. If you're gonna have a hobby, it better pay for itself. I mean, my yeah, dad didn't say that. Hey, well, so if that was the case, none of us would be podcasting right now. So there you go. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's why I don't podcast, right? I mean, there's I, I don't mean, yeah. you know, I can't easily make anything. It yeah, but it's money. a it's a it's a slong, it's a slow, that's my new word, slong, slow, no, I mean, long, I, arduous I journey. I, yeah. I I there's nothing I love better than watching you do it. I know. And you've been a very big supporter of all my endeavors. So I appreciate you, man. You're the I, shit, I Scott. 100, yeah. 100 down, 800 more. Come on now. 
Yeah, dude. You know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you can't even be taken seriously until you hit a hundred. It's kind of like stand up comedy. It's like, you can't, yeah. nobody's going to take you seriously until you're 10 years in. So it's like, okay, I got my hundred and now people can start taking me seriously. But I've taken two shows now to a hundred episodes. So they can just suck. Me. So yeah. there you go. There you go. I think Did this you... one's, oh, we're, you're going to go, we're going to be here for 200. Sure. Oh yeah, we'll do it about another year. So I hit my one year last week. I didn't even realize it. Like I was just like, I was like, yeah, I remember I started like mid February. I wonder what date I started, and it was February 18th of last year. And I was like, holy crap! And then I'm also coming up on episode 100. That's crazy. So I think I'm going to be at 300 pretty soon. Damn. Well, you just crank though. I mean, I don't know if you guys. I'm always talking Courtney show. Like you guys, I don't even know if you realize it, but Courtney just like, if you go look at like her guests that she's had on her show, it's like, wait a minute, what? Like, I don't understand. Like, how do you do yeah, that? Like, but she's good looking, Scott. No, that's what <laughs> got yeah. it, it, Hey, it helps. You know, it helps. It does. I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. So, so yes, but still, you guys, Courtney Turner podcast. Like all these guys right here. We got some legends in the house. We got the Courtney ah, Turner podcast. Of course, AM Wake Up, Slow News Day, uh, Blunt Force Wisdom, and then Zach Unfit Statesman. Dude. I, I so I first heard Unfit Statesman, or I first heard you on Pete Quinones, and I was like, mm -hmm. "Oh, this guy's a legend." And so I listened to your, I got started listening to your show, and I've I'm become not a legend. legend. Yeah, well, I'm I started, I, dude. I then I started becoming a regular listener of your show, and then it was your episodes with Steve here that really pushed it over the top. I was just yeah. like, "Oh my god!" There's dude. been like, yeah, there's been cool. like six, six or seven, and it's yeah. all just horrible. <laughs> no, I think they're hilarious, dude. It's podcasting gold, man. We, well, we, listen. we have fun. It is a shit show. It is without question. I and for whatever reason, like Zach will, you know, g gives me the opportunity to be a horrible person, and I feel like I I reciprocate in kind, and, yeah, yeah. and you know, allow the space for for you Zach know, to be as actually, big of a douchebag and a scumbag as he would like to be. Yeah, and so it's a, a nice little you it's know symbiotic relationship. Yes. 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 Yeah. No, yeah. When you, it's it's important to reciprocate the energy that your partner's giving you. Yeah, um, you learn this from dogs. I learned this from Beth Chapman. <laughs> yes, you know what's yes. you know what's crazy. I, I, so oddly enough, the 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 first time I ever had any conversation with Steve was January sixth. Oh, that's freaking <laughs> right. Right as I got back from the Capitol. Yeah. So that's I literally i i didn't I didn't know Steve at all. And I was like, do you want to come on my show? And he was like, yeah. And um, he went he, like he, he had just gotten back from from the madness. Right. Or the not so madness, I will say. And. The first thing that I asked Steve, I said, what is the first you know, I said, what did you see there that nobody else is going to be able to report on in the mainstream media for like the next 10 years and he goes yeah there's agents provocateur you know it wasn't that big of a deal there was a select few who got all riled up and went into the capital that was about it yeah. and um you know for the for the past three years we've just heard about how everybody just was uh, a rabid dog attempting to you know rip the skin off of nancy pelosi and staple it on chuck schumer's fucking face and that's all <laughs> we could that's all we can hear and you know then not a week later, Steve, I, I think I, I saw a tweet about the, uh, the Ray Epps thing. And I was like, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, that was 
what an hour after you had gotten back yeah. to the hotel. Yeah, I mean, immediately, really like Steve immediately knew this was fabricated. This was, you know, there was a malign entity, a malignant entity in there attempting to push a particular narrative, and they succeeded. You know, and what yeah. are you gonna? And by the way, you know, January the January sixth army wasn't a team of scholars, right? <laughs> so, of course, the CIA, the FBI. They knew, hey, this is going to be an easy thing. It's the same thing with the Antifa riots during 2020. They they went, hey, these aren't the best and the brightest, okay? It's very easy to get these people riled up. It's very easy to manipulate their emotions. Let's veer them toward a certain path that allows us to encroach even more um, on on you know, authoritarian control. Let's, let's expand the security state more. Let's expand the Patriot Act more under the guise of domestic terrorism. And, and, and they fucking like literally not even an, it hadn't even ended yet. And Steve was on my show telling me all of this. And I was like, you're going to come on my show later. The whole thing was that it was supposedly Trump supporters who were like storming the Capitol and staging this insurrection. Anybody who was actually a Trump supporter was still over at the Eclipse. Mm. Like, yeah. That one, to me was just the dumbest thing of all of it. You like, know what the and here's the thing: they they downplayed how many people were there. So Steve, you know, like the, how many people actually were there? I mean, it was really yeah. like, well over a quarter million. And by the way, I think the most horrendous. Uh, uh, aspect of the mainstream reporting on this fucking uh, Let me just on the point on that though. The reason I bring up how many people were there is because anybody who understands how DC is laid out, the amount of time that it takes to wade to walk a mile with that many people, it's not like I mean for for the average person to walk a mile is somewhere between like 15 20 minutes, right? But if you're walking with a million people, it's yeah. gonna take you well over an hour. So just the timing of all of this was so asinine that they put together this narrative and that people actually bought it. I'm like, have you ever actually been to DC because you had? None of this makes any sense at all. Yeah, and actually that is supplementary to, to the point that I was going to make. The the I think the the biggest uh, you know misinterpretation of the entire thing was that the the mainstream media said they stormed the Capitol. It's like stormed. What do you mean well, storm? My favorite is when they said it was an armed insurrection. I'm like, what were they armed with? Cell phones? Because yeah. all I saw, was they, the door, they were armed with a lot of extra body fat. They move the ropes aside. They go on in, and everybody's there with their camera, like, oh, oh, and they're taking pictures. Like, is that what they were armed with? It's the only insurrection in recorded history where the people who broke in stayed between the velvet ropes and took right. selfies with the defenders of the structure. Yep. Yeah, who let them in? Yeah. 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 The, well, and mean, also the whole the whole thing was crazy and the night before the night before was really weird because weird. we were uh like a block away from where the demonstration was taking place like right around the corner from like the JW Marriott there was a little courtyard and there was a legitimate no man's land staked out in the courtyard and on one side was Antifa and on the other side were the proud boys. Mm -hmm. And they're all yelling at each other. 
but nothing's really happening. And you could kind of tell that it was like a dress rehearsal and everybody had their costumes on and everybody had, you know, yeah, like marching orders kind of shit. And um, some of the Proud Boys had like an issue with Jason Burmis or something like that. You know, we were like, okay, well, it's time to leave, you know. And um, and then a couple hours later, we're, we're standing back in front of the JW, and it's like me and Burmis and Rob Dew and a couple other people. And Dew is, it's, you know, one o'clock in the morning. He's been having fun all day, so it was hilarious. But we're watching, like, a couple people across the street try to plan, like, a, a fight. And it's like we're watching, like, Antifa try to, like, choreograph their next... Like West Side Story? Yeah, (laughs) basically. And you're just kind of, you're kind of standing there like, is any of this real? Yeah. I mean, I was watching that whole thing. I was all set up, skipping around between all kinds of different feeds, different, you know, Twitter people. You know, it's like, like it was, I, I knew it was going to be a show. And so I was sitting there with multiple screens, media frenzy, you know, and I'm watching this and I'm going, oh, God damn, this is good. I go, this is a hell of a show. You know, and you've managed to make the entire media aspect look as if it was somehow organic. Like, like people like J- John Sullivan were just happened to be there broadcasting, you know, it, it was such a setup, obvious. Are you guys familiar with Ford Fisher? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, think so. yes, 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 I am. He, no. He's just a, a video video journalist and goes. I mean, absolutely everywhere. There's a lot of documenting of of live protest coverage, and he just today released entire cameras worth of J6 footage that uh, he like he hasn't even had a chance to go through all of it. And he was just like, well, I might as well get it out. And it is fascinating. Really? really? Interesting. What, what, what was the most interesting aspect of it that you saw? Well, it's just, I mean, everything that we've been talking about for the last couple of years is more and more evidenced because it just provides a whole lot more context. We've really honestly only had like a dozen or so, you know, um, separate cameras that we've all seen and watched and aside from like the msm nonsense or whatever but there were really only a handful of cameras that we've all been looking at this entire time to help like build our picture of what happened and of course there's you know you can talk to a bunch of people that were on the ground there but i'm pretty sure i told zach this too that day like the only thing i can tell you about is what i saw i can't tell you what happened on the other side or the you know 40 feet away that was in a direction i wasn't looking you know, so as an eyewitness, I'm good for what I saw. And I've got, you know, some documentation of it, but that's not the complete picture. You need other people for that. And so what, what Ford's, right next to a big incident, if you were there, you really didn't see much at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the craziest part about it. Yeah. But I mean, so the, the next Paul couple of months after. Paul Flag 101. I, that was what I was watching. I go, oh, we're pulling the Reichstag fire script. And doing that, essentially. Yeah. I mean, I that's what gets me is that people look at this like this is somehow organic and not completely scripted. I mean, it's I don't know. It seems so obvious. 
Well, and yeah. then, well, what's cool about the stuff that Ford just released too is that it just it provides so much more context to that, and you really get like a bigger picture of what people's you know overall energy was on the ground there. And it, it Courtney's absolutely right; it is an uphill slog from the ellipse to the Capitol. Yeah, yeah. And if you're like marching with even sixty thousand people <laughs> right. on one street. At the same time, you're not going anywhere fast. You're not anywhere. I mean, it was like a standstill, and you went like a foot every 20 minutes or whatever. Wow. Well, all I is if if this was such a serious insurrection, why has Ray Epps never been brought in, never been charged? They avoid any mention of this guy who was the most obvious. If you want to say there was an organizer, and there is plenty of video evidence of him, then it was Ray Epps. Yeah. Why is he, why has he skated totally out of this? I wouldn't put Epps as an organizer, but I definitely put him as a point man for sure. Yeah. He was undoubtedly that. He was undoubtedly directing people that day. That's what I, I don't he, he was he was there that day directing people. If you want to yeah, say he was there the day we walked by him the day before when people were fucking screaming at him. That was that was about an hour fed, and a half, fed, two hours fed, before fed. we saw the the what? little scene in the courtyard. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean it, again, why built? Is he built, Ray Epps? He looked built on camera. I feel like he could it's fill out It's not that he's well. built. He's just like a, a, a he's just a tall fella. Uh, oh. And he's got, you know. And... <laughs> oh. There you go. There you go. Well, they yeah. didn't they find him on his ranch somewhere? They Somebody found him. Yeah, yeah. The people hunted him down. And he, you know, just completely, uh, he, won't, he's not, he won't answer any questions. Runs them off. Well, his wife has a fed job, too. Uh, oh, does I didn't know that. Mark's over there making memes while he's chatting with us. I just showed it on screen. There. Yeah, in loving memory, Beth Chapman. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, yeah. Mark. I appreciate You're, you. Rest in peace. Yes. Yes. So sad. <laughs> what if Beth Chapman is nothing more than a CIA psyop? Maybe. Well, well she, I guarantee she would have been at January 6th. They would have been at January 6th representing, dude. She missed all the fun, dude. She checked out in 2019, man. I've never she heard of Beth until, I think, 20 minutes ago. But... You, don't know, you don't know Dog the Bounty Hunter? <laughs> I do, but I didn't know Beth Chapman. That's his That's wife. That's his dog. She's like did the that one piece that... of shit, did he remarry after her? That yeah, he did. Of yeah, shit. he did. Well, you he can't did. be happy that he learned to love again, Zach. <laughs> no. What's wrong with you? After that fucking divine goddess, are you kidding me? I, I didn't kidding say me? it was easy, you know. <sighs> I don't it's, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably I don't make know, your own to get away from him. It's very possible. Zach it's likes a woman possible. that looks like she could build a barn by herself. <laughs> yeah. No, and then headbutt <laughs> the barn down again. Yeah, but the barn down. <laughs> yeah. No, That's she hilarious. was she was she was there at January sixth in spirit. She was that fucking guy yes. carrying that fucking Pelosi's altar out. She goes, Yeah, I did she this one armed in the buffalo helmet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I love that guy. That was the best show. I mean, I when it came to that, I was clapping. I went I don't know who wrote this, but this is that bit was great. It was great. Oh, that dude's phenomenal. The guy, uh uh what's his name? Uh was it Zach Rink? That did the movie about him, the documentary about him. 
Yeah, yeah. Right. Had him on the well, show. he's an actor. He's, I mean, he was an actor. He was somebody that lived out, wasn't he in California or something? Or like, I mean, only an actor would do that. I mean, you know, look at that outfit. Well, look, dude, it takes a, it takes a supreme amount of confidence to wake up one day and go, I am the Q shaman. Yes. Yeah. I mean, ballsy, you know. Do you have any previous shamaning experience? Well, no, nope. I just felt the calling. Well, no, but I'm the Q shaman, so... Yeah, do you have any particular accoutrement to help you in your shamaning duties? Well, I have this buffalo hat. <laughs> he, well, That's here's what I will say. You may proceed, sir. This is what allows him to be able to do this. He had the perfect amount of hair on his body. Not too yeah. much, not too little. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough to let the paint seep through to the skin. But not a, you know, not too little. Where they're like, "What is this little boy doing here?" He was a man, and he's clearly developmentally delayed. How do you think the casting call went. Like, was that on the description? Well, that was with me, and we had a great time. <laughs> oh, guys, I missed, dude. I missed out, dude. I missed out on a casting call. I just can't do it because I have a job tomorrow. But uh, Ali Alexander talking about full circle. Uh, uh, so. This was uh, one of my buddies sent me big shout out to big uh, no easy no easy is one of the he does awesome graphic design uh, let me find his channel here on Telegram it's a uh, no easy world no underscore easy dash world is he black no 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 I met All him right, he lives no down in Austin yeah well, yeah there you go uh, but he he sent me uh, Ali Alexander put out a casting call for a white male. 30 plus in Nashville. Mm. Isn't that racist and sexist? Or was it white male? Hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me double check here. Let me double check here. But uh I'm just wondering. So so I'm wondering if he's looking if they're because you know I had somewhere horrible I was going you know, I you know, know her, okay, I this is you. filming a project in Nashville. Oh, one extra male, male 30 plus reply with headshots. We'll message you. Okay, I guess the white part wasn't then. My bad. But anyway, so it looks like they're recruiting for the next Q Shaman, maybe, perhaps. Maybe. My, my so skin looks like I'm fucking 30. Amount of hair requirements? Yes. Is there a certain amount of body hair requirements? Do I fit the... Yeah. the I, so I was like, I was, I was tempted to reschedule my job for tomorrow and, and throw <laughs> my hat in the ring, but I'm just, I'm like, something's fishy here. Like, can we just watch this movie? Don't we know how this ends? Scott, do you have, do you have like, do you have blonde body hair or brown? It's like brown. Yeah. Brown. No, I have. See, here's the problem with the redheads. It's not the <laughs> red hair or the patchy Irish skin. It's the fact that they have blonde body hair, thick blonde body hair that looks so aesthetically displeasing when the shirt's <laughs> off. It's so insane. I've never like I look myself in the mirror, even when I like lose weight and look good. I'm like, oh, I fucking. And then if you shave, God forbid, because then if you shave, you get those red spots all over your fucking chest. The problem with the Irish and Scottish race is not the fact that they're degenerate alcoholics who beat their wives. That has nothing to do with their fucking failures as a fucking ethnicity. It's the fucking untamable Irish wisp that they have on their fucking body it's like it's like you see it and you're like is it th it's there but and it's th i see it. if you look close it's very thick but i can't see it like if the sun shines through it i just see gross 
patchy skin. It's a it's a it's a horrendous horrendous <laughs> plague that many of us live with. And I'm hey, Zach, don't, don't you try and lump us Scots in with you Irish. Well, yeah. so I, I, no, 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 I no, no. Different. I have a different form uh, of gingivitis. It, it manifests <laughs> a, in a, a a much more copper tone. Okay, like, right at the the roots and right mm. in the beard, and it's not like a true, true red ginger. It's it is. It's like yeah, like actual copper. It's weird. It's like they mixed it with something. Maybe yeah. it's not a pure copper. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. Maybe I'm part Duracell. Maybe, 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 maybe the Scottish are just the Irish mixed with the Anunnaki. And may I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Better than just being Irish, I think. It is a hell of a lot better than being Irish. If you're just purebred Irish, you know those beautiful rolling cliffs. Take a dive. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Irish, when they came here for a long time, they were considered one of the lowest caps. Them and the Italians, yeah. 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 And both of them did deserve it. I want to make that very clear. That is fair. <laughs> that's tough, but that's fair. Yeah. We're angry people. Man. Well, shoot, guys. We've been going, man, like I hour and a half. Like, I'm just saying, like, I just, uh, on that note, you know, I'm very grateful that – um I mean, may I don't know. I'm grateful that um, the the Italians and the Irish were the only uh, ethnicities that really got it today from Zach, because I know he can unleash pretty hard across the board. <laughs> Just kidding. Usually, you know, give him enough time. Everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. So there you go. So Irish, Italians, it was your night tonight. You can finish time, with the French if you want. Next time you know who French, needs a day in the barrel really is the Swedes. The Swedes, oh, yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. gross fucking aquiline pieces of shit. Yeah. They fucking, ugh. God. Yeah. It's all white trash. racism. You hear white racism all over. Yeah, Listen. Get canceled. Yeah, careful talking about those white people, man. You're going to get in a lot of trouble. Yeah, the Swedes, they don't, they have no, it's just, God, they're so fucking grown men riding bicycles Wait, around. Real quick, what's every, did, did you guys see the, the Scott Adams thing? Yeah, I actually have it here. I was gonna play that. Do you guys want to okay, play it? Play you guys want to go a little? You guys want to do? I don't know what it is, but play we, it. We we can do so. I'm gonna go grab a little bit of cannabis. Okay, let's. Go. need to hop off soon, but okay. Yeah, Courtney, you guys hop in, hop out. Anybody's in the chat? The, the links in the chat. But yeah, have you seen this yet, Courtney? The Scott Adams hot yeah, take. Yeah, where he okay. uh, says that they should just stay away. Yeah. Well, well, basically, basically, my my his whole thing was like saying like, well, we'll stay watch away from stick. what? But <laughs> but his whole thing was uh. He's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stick up for these people anymore. It's like, well, good man, nobody needs your well, white savior ass people? anyway. Yeah, who are these people? Yeah, so uh, here we go. Let's just let's see what Scott Adams thinks about it, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I'm down to roll for a little bit. Longer. This would be fun. Okay, all right, here we go. So if if you know, nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll, uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group. And I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the fuck away. Wherever you have to go, just get away. Because there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. All right, this can't be fixed. 
You just have to escape. So that's what I did. I went to a neighborhood where you know I have a very low black population because unfortunately the you know there's a high correlation between the density. And this is according to Don Lemon, by the way. Um, so here I'm just quoting Don Lemon when when he. Well, so when uh, the, my first question would be, get away from this. Does he mean black people or the hatred of white people? What does he mean by that? When he says I, this, I think, well, he goes on to say, I mean, he think he's literally saying like, get the heck away from black people. That's like what his, his hot take is. It's like, it's like, he goes on to say, I live in a very white gentrified neighborhood. Like I'm, hmm. I, 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 who know. is, and I don't, I guess I, I don't know who this is. What is this? What's he, this guy's? He's the creator of Dilbert. Hmm. And he like has been kind of shoved into everybody's consciousness over the past couple of years because of just how, how smugnorant he has been. Yeah, uh, smugnorant being the intersection of smug and ignorant. Uh, yeah. uh, just so very confident in his his opinions. Uh, and yet each time he was proven wrong, he would double down on the smugnorance to the point to where like a month or two ago, he did this whole like, okay, anti-vax people, you were right the whole time and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, he was admitting he was wrong, but he was so very wrong about why he was wrong. Uh, and yeah. then Scott, this is really how you get fired because yeah. Dilbert is no longer going to well, be. You'll see I, the next time you're in an office gig and you feel like something may be coming down the pipe you, that you may not go your way. Just get on camera, Scott, and be like, okay, yeah. well, I'm moving away from black people. Yes, that's it. That's exactly it. That's how he got absolutely got out of but the that's, whole. That's COVID that's that's all thing. he was. That's all he was saying. He's like, just don't live by the blacks. Like that's that's so what his point was. Some some poll came out and it was like 47 percent of of the people polled. Okay. The 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 black Americans polled said it said that they they either did not like or outright hated white people. Okay. And, and so Scott was like, okay, well, if that's the case, I'm not going to be around you then. Well, this is the problem with the fucking, like, like, like that guy. First of all, he had a printer in his kitchen, it looked like. So, Jesus. Um, <laughs> that's a real problem. This yeah, not, truly. Not a big deal. You know, no. you, you know something, something just occurred to me here, too, is that... Uh, I posted this on my Instagram with my take on it. And then a lot of the comments were saying like, Scott, you're so full of hate. You're so evil. And I was like jumping on there to feel like, no, I'm not. I was actually like saying like, I'm like, oh, they were talking about him. Oh, they were talking to me. Oh, okay. Scott, I get yeah. It. yeah. So yeah. I, I guess, I don't know. I mean, That's if, I thought they were talking to me. I'm like, hey, fuck you. No, I'm like actually saying this guy's kind of an idiot. So here, he, here's, here's <laughs> what I'll say about, about the guy. Um, one wild looking. Yeah. Two, horrendous horrendous uh interior decorating skills yeah just absolutely and horrendous because and then because right along in the kitchen the correct yeah the thing correct off. yeah yeah and then the third is i guess if even if he did mean get away from the hatred toward white people by black people very, very poor level of articulating thoughts. All right, so we'll, that we'll take... Guy, we'll... He is Irish. I am telling you, he has yeah. got to be Irish. Look that up. Yep. 
Well, I, yeah, I mean, it it doesn't. It, so here's the thing. So he he may or may not have meant. I don't want to live by black people. I guess I don't. I don't know. I'd have to listen to the whole thing. But even if you didn't mean that, and you just meant get away from white hatred, even if that's just what he meant, dude, articulate your thoughts better. <laughs> don't well, be dumb. Yeah. There, there's a, a follow up to this where he went on Hotep Jesus's show to try to Scott to try to talk this out and uh and I I watched a little bit of it he does not do a a very good job he was trying to do some it's okay to be white shit I'm not surprised that he did not do very well yeah no did did we expect Jonathan the guy well that's a follow up with a very eloquent that's that's well and also Hotep Jesus is a if he he'll crush your ass yeah. to be fair to him but also he probably is dumb but it's like dude this is like the Liam Neeson thing where he's like listen I wanted to be every black guy that I saw for the past 10 years because there was a person who uh, was black and hurt my friend you're like okay all right, fine. That's that's something. That, okay, fine. I get it that you can psychologically hold a grudge against a group of people based on something that personally happened to you. That is, you know, psychologically understandable. Shut up. Really? Not everything should be shared. Stop it. Well, you don't yeah, want yeah, to yeah. against a whole people because you had a bad experience with one. Yep. Yep. That's kind of dumb. Or even unless they're, and, that unless they're Vietnamese, let's be honest. Well, dude, <laughs> the fucking Laotians. I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cardi. Cardi, that's not like, a respectable person. Thank you. Courtney, Courtney, yeah. Courtney, where can the people find your show? The Courtney Turner Podcast. So my website is probably the best place to go find all the platforms. But I spell my name like Courtney. So it's C-O-U-R-T-E-N-A-Y Turner, T-U-R-N-E-R.com. But I'm on yeah. all the platforms, the Courtney Turner Podcast. You spell Courtney like a black woman. <laughs> it's French, isn't it? One, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I can't beautiful. If black woman with black, then yes. <laughs> there you go. I think I think uh, when the black people spell and be like, C O U R T E A L. Before Scott gets racist, there would be there'd be a Q in there. Q O O R. We're going to talk to you offline about the event. Yeah, we're talking to Steve for sure. Zach, you're welcome too. But yeah, okay. Let's let let's say goodbye to Courtney so we can be racist. Bye, Courtney. Courtney, come on my podcast. Yeah, hey, hey, Courtney, hey, Zach, and you guys should connect. I'll put you guys in touch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Let's make that happen. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Later, Courtney. Thanks for hopping on. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's hilarious. I just realized that all those comments were directed at Scott Adams, not Scott me. I'm like, I don't even know these people. How do they even know my name? And basically, yeah. my, my take was like, here, here's what I wrote. I wrote, this is actually a great position to take. They don't need your white savior complex. No one is a victim. There's never been a better time ever in history for people of all races to rise up and crush in their own lives, regardless of background, circumstance, or anything. Victimhood mentality is the mental illness that is destroying civilization. Fuck off, Scott Adams. No one needs your help anyway. There you you know what's weird? You know what's really quite odd about... Well, it's not even odd. It's just... It, well, actually, no, it's not odd at all. Um, if you're a person who's ever hung around any group of black people, 
they don't like the democrat they don't they don't like the government they don't fucking really they don't give a shit about politics they yeah. don't care they yeah. don't fucking subscribe to the leftist ideology they don't care about the woke shit they they literally in fact if there is a i i i'd be i'd argue that ratio wise there is a hell of a lot more black libertarians even though they don't call themselves that than whites there's they fucking hate the, and why would they they of course the government fucked them for a hundred yeah. years and yeah. so why would they like the government and so there's this idea and i don't know why i guess libertarians do it better than conservatives conservatives are cunts but libertarians do it a little bit better they capture the the you know a black audience more so but like this tie to the liberal agenda by the black community is really only something that's pushed by uh, the mainstream media, and they only—if you ever notice—they only ever report on very, very specific black populations, inner cities. That's it, inner cities. That's it. And by the well, way, they don't—they don't, they don't get to that point during campaign season. What do you get? You get like uh, a rally in, you know, maybe the one remaining black neighborhood in the Bronx. You yeah. get black church in South Carolina, and then the rest of the time, it's whatever special interest group is being pandered to in the moment. You've got to have, uh, you know, um, very, very, you know, other represented ethnicities or minorities, or whatever. Uh, and so it's it's used as like a political cudgel every couple of years. Mm -hmm. where there's supposed to be a group of Democrats that's actually looking out for the black community. But then when you look at their record, they're like, well, well, here's, here's, out. here's what you'll notice. Every single um, black voice that's represented in the mainstream media is not what it's well over. Like it's, it's upper class. It's only upper class very educated people most of them came from wealthy backgrounds by the way it's not the middle class it's not the lower class because just so you know the, and this is the problem that that the political paradigm has the political narrative the political fucking uh, the the establishment has now once you dealt once you dip your toe into the middle class lower middle class and lower class you're going to find a bunch of fucking people who go I fucking hate the government and I want guns and I want to be able to fucking end the drug war. And I want to fucking, and all of these things that make the establishment very, very uncomfortable on both sides. And it's, it's it, because once it's not even that they're afraid to, to display this opinion necessarily, the opinion is there and everybody knows that that opinion lies in the, the certainly in the, the lower and the lower middle class what they don't want to do is display it too much to basically uh, uh, display the point that white people and black people, well over 50% of the population of both of those demographics agree with each other. That's a problem for them. That becomes an issue because if that is, is, is all of a sudden now a political movement, you no longer have Schumer's Pelosi's, McConnell's, 
Lindsey Graham's. You no longer have the Paul Ryan bullshit. All you're left with, really, to be quite honest, are like the Trumps and the Bernies and not even Bernie anymore. It's like it's like the Gravel uh, left and the fucking the Gravel and half of the JFK left and kind of Trump. Right. And that's all you're left with. And that is that is occupying probably probably 35 percent of America. And so they can't show that because if they show that to other people, because everybody knows it's human nature to want to fit in. So if they if they start showing it, they're going to go, oh, that that's that's my thing. That's I I I didn't know that there were other people doing that. But because and 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 by the way, it also is a thing of 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 dispersion geographically. It's very evenly dispersed, those opinions. You don't find it in just one community or one clump of people. You find it pretty much everywhere when you reach the the middle to bottom rungs of the economic hierarchy. Okay. And so it's harder for those people to connect, and they know that, and they know that. So if they can keep the elusive display of the left-right paradigm, they can keep the power, but they admit, and and starting to crack, by the way, Mm -hmm. there's fucking, you know, the weeds are growing through the fucking sidewalk and they're nervous. And the reason that they're nervous is because uh, this is how, you know, they're creating more and more sensationalism in the news, right? 20 years ago, not that much sensationalism. They knew they had this shit under wraps. But now, now people are starting to get on the internet. People are starting to watch Steve. People are starting to watch fucking Whitney Webb, Ryan Dawson, fucking Scott, fucking, fucking Scott Armstrong. Come on. Lockdown They're, happened. Lock, they, they had to put everybody, they had to make everybody stay at home. But they had to keep everybody entertained too. And the result yeah. of that was that you saw guys like Trevor Noah, and you got saw a guy. You saw guys like Jimmy Kimmel and those guys try to do their show from home, and you saw them try to become us, and they couldn't because they're not authentic. So you gave people exposure to uh, more and more people that that are doing what we're doing, and what we're doing is showing people that you don't have to play team sports, that there are alternative ways to uh, engage in commerce, mm-hmm. that. You don't have to buy into whatever pop culture is selling you. And if you're the we talk about this on AM Wake Up a lot, there's a certain percentage of the population that really does want to just be led. But at the same time, the biggest group of voting age people is people who don't vote. The second biggest group uh, of voting age people is people who don't identify as Republican or Democrat. So right off the bat, most of the country doesn't want to be involved, you know, doesn't want to be involved in anything that their government is involved in. So if we can continue to show these guys a different way to do it and a better way to do it, then the people who are just going along because they want to be led will be like, well, I guess we're doing this now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, like I just love the point that you made too, Zach. It's just like it's all coming apart, man. It's all the weeds are growing through the pavement, man. 
It's getting yeah. like it's all coming down, man. It's like, all it's, coming it's, down. Listen, yeah. people are yeah. wearing fucking sweatshirts on podcasts, making more sense than fucking Don Lemon in a suit. Yeah. Oh this yeah, is, this is the fact of the matter. And again, this yeah. is and 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 here's like I said, I've I've made this point so many times because sometimes I get I feel like a cunt saying that I make more uh, transcendent or important political points than the mainstream media. It's not because yeah. I'm in any way, shape, or form a fucking intellectual. I'm fucking an idiot. Okay. And that's the issue. It's not that I have, you know, or, or, or Steve or, or Scott, or it's not that we have found this, this, this luscious oasis of political knowledge that is spilling into our brains like adrenochrome. Okay. It's not that it's the fact that they are so calloused the mainstream media and their 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 uh, loyal followers they're so calloused to um, you know sound bites they're calloused to a repetitive news cycle they're calloused to um, nothing veering outside of their political op- opinionated bubble and it, it's it's become you know every callous it, you develop a callous but eventually the callous is going to puss up Nobody can or nobody can fucking resist just popping it, squeezing mm-hmm. it out. But eventually it'll, it, it will. It will pop. And, you know, I think, you know, sometimes with, with the podcast community, people get all upset because um, they don't ha- they're not getting uh, they're not Rogan or they're not fucking I don't know, Tim. What's his name? Tim pool or fucking who's the Kyle Kalinsky. I don't know. I don't even know if he's fucking woke or awake or, or I don't know what he's fucking, fucking. I saw a picture of that dude for the first time in ever on the internet recently. And he's like gone full Eminem. Oh, like, oh really? Like wow. the, the early two thousands bleach blonde dye job. Now it was hysterical. Yeah. Whoa. Well, and the point Whoa. is that every, everybody wants to be an Alex Jones, but the fact of the matter is that, the internet has dispersed things to a source that, uh, or, or a, a multitude, a plethora, a slew of, you know, a, a ubiquity of sources that, um, you know, may or may not be right. But again, that, that landscape of hundreds of different opinions on the same topic is better than three. And yeah, I think that's that's the missing point. That's what the mainstream doesn't get. They're like, I don't get why people are flocking to to different. You know, it's because they understand that eight opinions on one matter may be better than one. Mm-hmm. Twenty might be better than ten. It's like it's they're they're understanding that statistically, if you um, can absorb a message from more and more people who, who again have, you know, based on how they articulate their opinions and and how they cite them have really no less credibility than the mainstream media. That's God that has, even if they're wrong, fuck it, just, uh, you know, amalgamate what they said and then make your mind up. It's like, it's, it's gotta be better than what's being presented to me 
by the quote unquote mainstream. And I think that's, I think it's happening and I think it's going to evolve even more so in the next two years, three years as CNN just fucking tanks. And, uh, you know, the, the, the only, by the way, the only fucking cable news show that's going to be left standing is going to be Fox news. It's going to be Tucker taking a fucking Zen and telling you about how fucking he was abducted by aliens. He was probed and it didn't feel good, but he, they did reach the G spot and he did come, but he didn't want to. And it, it you know, it's like, it's, it, I think Fox will be the only standing cable news network that anybody gives a shit about. And it's only, it's only because not because Tucker's right. It's only because at the very least he's touched on like 10, 15 topics that the others wouldn't. That's it. It's not because he's right. It's because at least at the very least he's in touch with the populace enough to go. They care about this. I'm going to fucking run my mouth about this. I don't care. Yes. I'm a fake populist. Yes. I don't too little, too late, my- too little, too late. Yeah, 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 but I know what you're saying. I know what you absolutely know what you're saying. But uh, fuckers, where, where where were they all when we needed them? You know what I'm saying? Well, it's not their job to be there for us. Yeah, that's, that's it, a good not, point. It's not the function that that they play. The function that they play, and to a large degree, a function that all of the people that that Zach cited in terms of having you know large platforms, that's that's defining the allowable parameters of conversation in polite yeah. society. That, that's the function of the media there. Uh, and then anything that exists outside of those parameters is fringe, conspiracy, cuckoo, to be ignored, dismissed, and then two years down the road become breaking news. Exactly. Oh, that's that's you just explained the whole news cycle right there. That's the whole operation, man. When it's safe, that's my, that's when it's my safe. function because we no longer have Patrice O'Neill. There has to be somebody who just boils yeah. it down into like a <laughs> sentence or two. That really yeah. is it, man. That's that's such a good way to put it, man. That's crazy. But that's that's it, man. Good lord. Are you wrapping this up? Because I got a piss. Yeah, let's let's do this, guys. Thank you guys so much. Holy crap. The last thing I want to shout out in the episode description, real quick, there is a link to this. Steve and I will actually be on uh next weekend on this uh, uh very independent producer summit with Richard Grove. So please uh go check that out. Let me just pull it up here. There it is. Okay, beautiful, very independent producer summit. Look at this, look at this freaking crazy i don't even know how i got involved with this but it's all good so um come nice click the link in the episode description and uh you can save your spot it's next sunday the 5th at 12 eastern um just be hanging out i don't even know what this is gonna be about but i'm gonna this is why i love scott because we have the same kind of like imposter syndrome going on yeah 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 it's like what is this nonsense (laughs) when i got that email i was like oh did somebody like realize they needed to bring a shroom guy yeah something Something. Well, yeah, for me, it was for, for okay. me, it was like they emailed me like, hey, you want to be a part of this like uh, like Zoom call on the 5th? And I was like, yeah, that's cool. No worries. I'll be there. And then like they av- it wasn't until like they advertised. I'm like, oh, what? that's what it was. Holy crap. OK. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was in the middle of the show when the email came in. So I was like, I'm going to say yes and then I'll read it. Yeah. 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 Every time I get an email, I'm like, they just want to accuse somebody of being racist. And I'm happy yeah. to do that. <laughs> He's happy to take up the reins of that. There you yeah. go. All right, guys. Hey, plug your shows. What, where, where can they find you? Uh, at unfit statesman on spotify apple podcast not on youtube um rockfin yeah patreon cool. go to the patreon don't be a fucking faggot go over to the fucking patreon <laughs> yes yes exactly there you go yeah yeah, yeah. all right I, unfit statesman you guys got to check that show out. it's absolutely hilarious can't recommend it enough 
Steve, where uh, are you at? AM wake up on Rockfin and Rumble. They'll be getting a hold of Matthew Raymer like pretty much right after this and and getting on the the content safe thing. Nice. Um, uh, getting it pushed out everywhere. And then uh, slow news day on Rockfin for that show and for Blunt Force Wisdom. The day of that's going to be changing soon. But uh, I do a fantastic show with my my friend Sugar up in North Vegas, and we we get wrecked and talk about everything but the stuff we talk about on the other two shows. It's a lot of fun. Beautiful, nice. awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this. Uh, awesome and check episode. out check plug injected. Oh yeah, the injected show. Everybody, the injected show. Zach is the co-host of that show. If you liked what you heard here, you get more of that. Plus the two gals behind the unvaccinated dating site injected.com every Friday night at nine Eastern. It's a blast, Steve. We got to have you on here soon. That, uh, yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. 100 in the bank. Here's the hundreds more and many more years to come. Thank you Heck so much. Yeah. yeah uh, just crushing no fear this year. All right. Talk to you guys later. Pierce. Peace. All right.